Hello and welcome to Sam Green Race Engineering. I'm Sean Smith. He's Sam Green. Yes, I am. Hello, Sean. Hello. Um, it's been a while since we've done one of these, Sam. It's been... Certainly, yeah. it's been a while since we've done any podcast, really. Well, it's because it's, it's been hot and people have been busy and I did moving house and all that sort of stuff. So, Yeah, very true. You know, real life stuff. And yeah, we've been very busy yeah. outside of podcast world. Oh, plus Al's been doing like go-karting and you've been working yeah. a lot. I have, unfortunately. And because Cree's so far away in the north, it's impossible for him to get on the interweb. Just the time zones are difficult. Exactly, aren't they, yeah. Really? You know, it's, it's dark by the time that we want to do it at midday. So. Yeah. But anyway, we're back. Hello, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're going to be... We're, so now, in, in true um, taking the mick out of Formula One fashion, we're going to be doing the... Uh, what do they call it? The... Uh, what do they call that? Uh, the, the opening ceremony, that's it. Oh yeah, we're gonna do the an opening ceremony um, for the BTCC. Not really. We're just gonna talk about it because it's BTCC and it's cool. Um, yep. British touring cars, the uh, the greatest touring car championship in the world, in my opinion. Um, I, I would. I, there's not many things we do agree on, Sean, but that is one of them. Well, there you go. Facts straight up. Yeah. Um, they've started their new season. Was it last weekend? I think they they had their first round. Uh, in Two weeks, two weeks ago. Was it two weeks already? Wow, time does fly. It was, yeah. Um, but yes, because uh, Sam is going to be heading to uh, one of their future races. Which one is it? Is it Brands or? I'm going to Brands Indy, yeah, on the Saturday though. The uh, the better version of Brands Hatch, in my opinion, but uh, that's a, <laughs> that's a different topic. Um, we're going to be discussing the 2022 season. What's new? Some interesting discussion points, and just uh, yeah. Basically, free advertising for BTCC. You're welcome. Um, let's give us some tickets. Uh, yes, please. <laughs> free ticket. Free. T- we will happily give you as many, many stickers if you give us some money and stickers. We'll give you all of the shout outs if, if you let yeah, us in the. Paddock. If you give us a free hat. Oh, oh, I've already bought. I've actually I've bought a hat. Ah, okay. But I've I'm, never genuinely. I've never bought any BTCC merchandise before. Do you want to guess which team? Uh, team uh, no. Pertec. No. Gazoo Racing. No. BMW. No, you will get there eventually because you're running out of teams. Hyundai. No. Ford. No. Oh, um, oh, no, I am running out. Vauxhall. No. Vauxhall? Yeah. They're not in it. Jason Potato runs one. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. He runs a Honda now. We'll come to that later, but he's in a Honda now. Oh, never mind then. Um... Um, no, I don't know. No, it's a Napa Racing UK hat. And what do they drive? They drive a Honda. A Ford, sorry. Well, I said Ford, so that's half a point to me. Well, yeah, but it's not, it doesn't say Ford anywhere <laughs> on the hat, it just says Napa Racing. Well, that's their problem. Um, oh, well. Anyway, so BTCC. Um, yes. It's always been an interesting series, BTCC, just because of the... Uh, whether it's in a, a, a sort of works-backed era or an independent era. Um, and right now we're sort of mixed between the two, which is quite interesting. Yeah. I mentioned all those different cars, which most of them were actually on actually on the grid, Vauxhall, which you just, just sort your stuff out. Um, but it's... Yeah, let's go through Let's go through some of the cars. Let's talk with your, your Ford Nappers. Yeah, should we start there? So Napa Racing UK um, is 
was last year Motorbase, and they have become Napa Racing. Um, and they're running the Ford Focus ST. Um, they have two drivers, Ashley Sutton and Dan Camish. Um, Sutton, obviously, a driver that I know quite well. Um, one of the best on the grid, I think. We'll agree. Both of those two are actually pretty good names. In, in, British, is... in British touring cars and British racing full stop, they're, you know, they're up there. It's a strong team, isn't it? It's definitely a strong team with Dan Camish. I think he's got his work cut out to keep up with Ash, but everybody would, really. Um, There's one other team running uh, the Ford, which is the Apex Racing um, with Beavis Morgan. And they've got Ollie Jackson and Sam Osborne, who I think is a rookie. Uh, Yes. Eligible for the Jack Sears Trophy. For drivers yet yes. to record an overall podium finish or Jack Sears Trophy Championship at the start. I don't know what that means. I'm just reading off Wikipedia. But yes, he might he might be a <laughs> of fewer races than of others person. Yeah, basically. Uh we also on the grid, should we just have a quick run through of the cars yes, rather than go, all the same? Let's go through yeah, the cars themselves. So, uh, so we have the high end I thirty, which is the fast bag as well, which makes it sound quite cool. Um the road car I say the road car is pretty dreary. The touring car I do like, though, I have to say. Um, it's not the Toyota the Corolla. No, the Hyundai. No, I do. I think it's quite cool, though. But if they had a um, Veloster, it would look better. Maybe, yeah. That's TCR, though, isn't it? There's a, wow. There is a TCR. Minor details. Uh, yes, go yeah. on. Toyota. Toyota, I think probably the best-looking best car on the grid. Yep, agreed. Toyota Corolla GR Sport, which looks really, really cool. Uh, BMW... 330, uh, there's a Honda, couple of Honda Civic Type R's. We have the Infiniti Q50, still which, being run by Laser Films. Sold in this country about seven years ago. <laughs> you can still race it. <laughs> um, the Cupra, Cupra Leon. Sad. Um, and there's a, quite a, a handful of drivers doing them because Team Hard are using that, and they normally have about 80,000 drivers per season. Okay, that's, cool. um, that's not bad going. No. Uh, and then, oh, there is a Vauxhall Astra. Well, there you go. I was right. did not know that that was still there. I thought it had gone. Um, but it no, is, you're right, it, Sean. It, it is an independent, to be fair. It is an independent, and it's got the best number as well. Well, the um, best number. Michael Kreese, yeah. Actually, Michael Kreese. Michael Kreese. Uh, it's always got my race number. It's always funny whenever I see BDCC and it just says Cree on the, uh, on the, <laughs> on the timing. Uh, but then you look at the number and get confused. Yes, because it's got sound. Hmm, my number. Um, but yeah, there's been a few swaps and changes uh, for those teams, but I think it looks pretty good. It's certainly a strong field one compared to... Certainly know, a strong say, field. Say 10 years ago, for example. Um, yeah. It was, it's, 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 you have a lot of, a lot of good names. Uh, you have the, like, along with Ash Sutton, you have Dan Camish, you have Tom Chilton still, he's still going. Tom Ingram. Ingram. So yeah, Tingroom's team, still there. Team Tom going well for high end eye. Yeah. Um, who else? Rory Butcher still do, still doing it. Colin Turkington. Um, how many times has he won it? Uh, he's. I think he's equal with Ash now. I think he's on three or four. Yeah. Another, another champion in Gordon Shedden. The uh, who I think's yeah he's Scottish. Yeah, he is Scottish. Um, mm-hmm. Jason Potato doing his last season. Sorry, his name's Jason Plato. Um, uh, doing his last season uh, in BTCC. Unless he gets close to to, to his uh, target, which we'll come <laughs> on to in a minute, um, 
Who else is interesting? We have um, Rick Parfit Jr., whose dad was in a band. Cool. Um, uh, we also have... Jake Hill. Who we have? We're getting down into the independence now as well. Yep. Uh, Nick, Nick Hamilton, not necessarily the most successful driver on this grid, but genuinely really, really nice guy. He's got a lot of time for Nick. Um, this year, he might be more successful than uh, Lewis. You, well, you never know. <laughs> we should say this. The current rate, I think we probably will. I was going to say, um, this is being have... recorded before the Miami Grand Prix, so we don't actually know. <laughs> that could change today. We don't know. Yeah. We have the British equivalent of Will Power, Will yeah. Powell. Good name. Um, as well, the new driver there. Um, yeah. And also, we've got Jade Edwards and a handful of others that are going to. Probably dipping in and out throughout the season as well. So all in all, we've got, yeah, I think 20, 28 drivers were on the grid at Dyneton Park. So it's a big which is a healthy size. Yes. That's a nice Very size healthy. grid. That's what we want. Um, and as we were discussing before the podcast, um, all in more or less equal machinery. So it's, it's yeah, it's, it's it's it is quite literally one big race, which is nice. Which is always nice to see. Absolutely. Um, this year, the cars are slightly different as well, aren't they? So, should we? Yes, let's, let's talk about the big thing at the BTCC in 2022, which is a change yeah. to that they've they've joined the 21st century. Yeah, absolutely. And the cars are now a hybrid. Um, now half it is car, fairly half donkey. Yeah. No. Um, no, no, they're uh, half petrol, half well, not quite half electric. About one tenth electric. Um, but uh, but it's it, it is a Kurs system. It is a hybrid system, so it is very similar to how um, Kurs used to be in Formula One, where it's a push to pass. So you have yeah, a, a certain manual. amount of push. Yeah, it's a manual system rather than the integrated ones F1 have today. Yes, so it's much more like you would see in say IndyCar or Super Formula, but with a hybrid system rather than an overboost. Um, and they have 15 seconds per lap uh, that they can use whenever they like. Um, which in apparently is equivalent to roughly 15 metres of track time. Really? That's actually quite impressive. Because when you look at the, yeah. the physical number, I mean, a BTCC car has, what, three, 400 horsepower at most? They, yeah, so they're roughly 350 brake horsepower. The hybrid is an extra 40 horsepower. Which, you know, as a physical number, you think, oh, that's not actually that big. But when it when it's a um, when it's a bigger percentage mm. of the car's power in itself, that's where the... Um, that's like yeah, when you've got made up. nearly a 400 horsepower Toyota Corolla, suddenly that's quite fast, isn't it? Mm, exactly. Um. And the front-wheel drive cars as well. That's an interesting one. Um, or for all of the cars, actually. And I didn't, didn't know this. So there's a handy leaflet that's on the BTCC web lot, website that I've sent to Sean as well. I'm sure he can put the link in the, uh, in the post. Um, <clears throat> where the cars can't deploy any hybrid until they're doing at least 75 mile an hour. I wonder if that's a... Um... A way to stop the rear-wheel drive cars, i.e. the BMWs, um, from having more of an advantage than they would otherwise have. I, th I think that's got to be what it is, because otherwise the BMs would just get grip out the corner and boost it and drive away, whereas 
the front wheel drives would still be spinning the wheels trying to pull out the corner. Are so the, is the hybrid connected to only the driving axle? Or does it mean? Uh, it no, it is. Yeah, okay. no, it is just the driven the driven wheels because it goes through the gearbox. Right. So it boosts up the gearbox basically and spins the engine a bit faster. That makes um, sense. Hence, why and as um, <laughs> as BTCC have been very clear, it has no effect on the sound of the cars. Yes, which um, is <laughs> which is is a very good slight. At, um, current Formula One, for example, but that it's also not yeah. true because when you remember that when the original Kerr system came into Formula 1 the car it made no effect neither did it because um, yeah. it's, it's a complete it's, there's a lot of reasons which we're not going to discuss, discuss today as to why F1 sounds crap um, but yes it is nice to see that, that it can. It's, it's a good thing to improve the image of hybrid and electrification in motorsport by having a nice loud car yes yeah um <clears throat> But there's, there's a few ways to tell. Well, there's one way for a spectator to tell when they're boosting as well, is basically that, is that they have a light panel on the rear door uh, or the rear window yep. sort of thing, a uh, blue light panel so you can see, and that flashes when they're on the boost um, so, that, so that you can tell. And then it's off if they're not boosting, basically. Um, as well, I'm reading here as well that basically if, you, if the driver tries to deploy the boost below 75 mile an hour it will lock them out for two seconds oh that's quite a good um handicap yeah so you have to make sure you're above it or you won't have it for another two seconds huh. um which is an interesting one isn't it because if you press it at like 74 mile an hour or something yeah in two seconds you could be well over 100 miles an hour potentially or the, yeah. the guys around you could be yeah uh yeah, if they I see a half a second later, so you've got to make sure. And so they've got a light on the dashboard that tells them when when they can push it, basically when they're at the right speed. It was quite amazing sense. when um, when Toyota put the Corolla into BTCC. Was it two years ago now? Three years ago? Um, yeah. That it was then the only Corolla in the UK that didn't have a hybrid because all Toyota Corolla, <laughs> yeah. all Toyota Corollas um, sold in the UK have hybrids on them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so now, and now, now, it's, now it's, it's part of the family. <laughs> Yeah, it's actually officially in a, a Corolla now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I presume that's probably part of the reason they use the Toker engine now, isn't it? Um, because they were probably using the Toker engine before, I would have thought, because of the lack of hybrid from the normal Toyota engine. Um, I'm going to go with a yes on that one. I don't know the answer. Okay. But yes, yeah, last year they were using a Toker, therefore we're going to say they were all the way through. Probably, yeah. Um, but yes, it's it. The, I think the hybrid. I think, as we've said before in previous podcasts, I think hybrids are cool, um, especially manual ones, integrated ones. They're not too, not too bothered about them. Um, but when it's electric, I like, when it's I like a, being able to push a button that yeah, exactly, faster. When it's a push, a push button to, to go fast. <laughs> that's just cool. But yeah, it is. Yeah, and when it's used in racing to quite literally um, make it more dynamic, uh, it's it's. It, it does make things better. And you know what? I, I I didn't actually catch any of the racing from Donington. Um, and because ITV don't see fit to put it on catch-up, I couldn't watch it. But I think we, we both watched it on Motorsport TVs. Yes. Like two, two minutes. The collection of two-minute highlights per race, which is... Um, yeah. It's just... It's quite incredible. 
Yeah, I, I went on, on, on YouTube earlier. I found that there's uh, UK TCR UK put their whole races on YouTube. And I'm not they live stream them on YouTube as well. You can watch the whole thing for free. Well, so, well I mean, put it this way. We pay TV licenses in this country, annoyingly. Yep. Um, ITV, listen to me. If you put if you put your races on YouTube, you can get ad revenue. I know you like adverts, ITV. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so do the right thing and put and at least put extended highlights on YouTube, please. Thank you. Exactly. Exactly. Do it. Just do it. Exactly. Um, but the the highlights I did see, um, it did add to the racing. It it made because the, if already we... a close series closer even closer yeah. yeah i mean for most of i think it was race two i think i can't remember off the top of my head i watched all three in an ad break yeah. um so yeah uh i'm pretty sure it was race two we had five cars challenging for the lead about halfway through the race you reckon at seven yeah. it was seven at one it was a big a big group um but yeah and again it wasn't just you know like in the old days, it wasn't just a load of Vauxhall or Vectras followed by a load of, I don't know, Seats, for example. Um, it was, you know, four or five different uh, cars, you know, the high-end yeah, the Ford, the BMW, you know, all mixed together, which is great to see. It is, because, yeah. Because obviously, um, obviously um, each car will have strengths and weaknesses compared to the others at different parts of, of the track. So that's what. And then the hybrid system is deployed accordingly. To, the, to where the driver might have more of a strength or more of a weakness or, you know, just the, the, each car might have it slightly different to the other, which is, it just makes it more unpredictable for those around them. Even more, yeah. And and what a lot of the drivers seem to be doing as well is using it where they felt the slipstream was a good gain as well. So they're almost using it to help power past using a slipstream. So or coming up the hill at Donington, mm -hmm. they were using it there to give them an extra power boost, so they can try and carry obviously try and carry more speed into um, the top part of the circuit. That's where um, I, that's but where they, I, yeah, I don't know if that's where I, I suppose I would probably use it because that's probably, that's my best overtaking place when it comes to like a set of course. Yeah, coming out of like old hairpin. Yeah, that's where they were boost boosting up the hill, and then by the time they get to the back. Straight coming back towards like the last chicane, I think they call it the exhibition straight at Donington because it's next to that centre, isn't it? Uh, that auction house, mm -hmm. um, and a lot of them were obviously boosting there because it's the pit straight. Is it's a straight line, so you might as well. Um, but sense. yeah, it makes but, sense from old hairbin because it's the, you got the most speed to gain because you're starting from the lowest. Uh, yeah, you you've got to say that's probably. Touch and go as to whether they're carrying enough speed through the corner, actually, isn't it? Yeah. For old hairpin. It's quite a tight corner, even for a touring car. Is it the slowest um, one on the track, or would that be the final chicane? No, chicane's got to be slower than but, that, and I would yeah, have thought... But then thought, the BCC cars like to jump it, so... <laughs> yeah, they just hit all of the curb, don't they? Yeah, um, yeah I would have thought it's probably one of, one of the slowest corners on the circuit. Um, but even then, they're probably taking it as sort of... It's got to be nearly 70, I would have thought, isn't it? And then they're boosting up the hill. Yeah. Um, um, you said earlier, Sam, about the uh, approximately 15 seconds for the hybrid. That, of course, changes um, from the rest of the, the championship onwards for those in the uh, top 10 of the championship. Yes. So, um, in 
they're basically they're they're getting rid of the success ballast and they're gonna put it um more into uh the 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 boost of when they can use boost basically so i mean for 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 instance um if you're leading the championship sean um coming so, into obviously especially in the british touring car championship as we know I, I, um I if you're going into the, yes. the last touring car championship we did i did lead the championship at one point you did i'll i'll give you that um if you're leading at snetterton for example which is a race that will be less than 17 laps because Snetterton is a nice big circuit. Um, you will have 10 laps where you can't use the hybrid. Hmm. That sounds like a big disadvantage. So it, it, it probably is, yeah. And if the race is, say, 15 laps, you, know, you can only use that boost on five of the laps. Um, and... Hang on, I'm just reading. Oh, so that's oh, sorry, that's that's qualifying. That's also in qualifying, you can't use any boost. Hmm. So you're not allowed to use any boost at all in qualifying. So you've got to rely on your wits and your speed. Do you think that is a bit overkill? Do you because if if you're gaining 15 meters um, per lap with a high, a full hybrid boost, but. But Don't that, forget that. And it's not. Yeah, that's a good point because then second, third, and fourth also have almost as bad uh, penalties. In yeah, that regard. they're only going to gain a tiny, tiny bit. Second place in qualifying can only use it for one and a half seconds. Um, basically nothing. Virtually nothing. Let's face it. Um, that's well based off of that. That's about one and a half meters. So we'll assume that. Um, so what, basically, that's one chance to get alongside if you're lucky. If you're lucky, and that's but that's in qualifying. That is in qualifying. Let's face it. So there, we're looking at lap speed. So one and a half meters could be the difference between pole and third, even possibly in British well, Car Championship. I mean, judging by the qualifying for the other week, yes, <laughs> it was on like less than <laughs> ten for a second between the first two rows. Yeah, um, which is going to be big once we start having this handicapping qualifying. Mm -hmm. Um, but, I mean, they had success ballast in qualifying. They have done for the last few years, um, and that worked fine. What that did was slow down the faster guys and make them have to fight their way through in the first couple of races. The cream always rises, as they say. Absolutely. Um, and as you will find out, or as we will find out coming into round two, it just means that those drivers do have a disadvantage and that it makes the pack even closer, I would imagine, because rather than the top four or five, the first couple of rows being within a couple of tenths of a second, now, if they've got no boost, an 11th place downwards can gain 15 metres on them um, on a qualifying lap, then that's huge, isn't it? And that's going to mix up the grids. That's going to open up more winners, possibly. Um, different people racing against different people. The fastest drivers will still be fast, let's face it. It's always the way. Even yes. with the ballast, someone like Ash or Colin Turkington is still going to be quick. But if they're having that disadvantage, then that's the idea, isn't it? It means the racing's close, and it does work with British touring cars. Let's face it, it's worked with the ballast, and I'm sure that this is going to be very similar to how the success ballast was, which was pretty much spot on. Yeah, I think we're gonna. It's gonna. It's a different way to do it, and I'm sure if they need to make adjustments next year, they will. So, 
it's gonna it's, it'll be all right um yeah now let's move on to <laughs> someone who i think that this uh this this um this methodology should we say of adjusting boost and giving advantage and taking advantage away um might help him out after the first round and that is jason plato who mm. who we've who many people are thinking would never have expected to see him driving a honda which is um it doesn't quite because obviously matt neal spent most of his most of his career in a honda so it's uh, a bit weird saying seeing jason potato in one but uh Yes, but it is a privateer Honda, isn't it? It is different. Which means he's done it by choice. <laughs> yeah, which means he's chosen to do that. Um, he's racing with Rich Energy, mm. BTC Racing. Um, it's been a while since we've heard anything from them. Well, I'm um, sure they're they're perfectly legit now. Let's yeah. Um, I hope so. We'll um, leave it at that. Now, Jason Plato is going for one hundred race wins in the BTCC. Uh, that is his target. I think he's currently on 97. So that's a tall order, but it not is. necessarily impossible. Well, you'd say it's a really tall order after after the first round of the championship where he's on seven points, where Tom Ingram, the leader, is on 51. However, this is, yeah, this is where I expect um, the boost balance it might give him a chance. Do I think he'll do it? No. Do you think he'll do it? No. Do you think he'll add to his tally? Uh, I think he might. He might get one, maybe. But I mean, I don't think he got any race wins last year, did he? I don't remember. I guess I didn't watch it last year, but I don't think. Um, uh, if I'm looking at it now, no, he didn't. He had a second place. Yes. Uh, so he last won in 2019. Um, which was the last round of the year that was at Brands, Brands Race 3. I mean, like all people who have been with <laughs> a career as long as Jason Plato's is, you eventually do run out of puff. You eventually get caught out by people. Well, he's, I mean, how old is he now? He's got to be, be easily. He's 54. Um, well, there we go. I mean, with the best will in the world, there's not many racing drivers that old, let's face he's it. Older I mean, than my dad. <laughs> there you go he's not older than my dad my dad's very really old it was his birthday the other day happy birthday, um, I, yeah happy birthday to him um but uh yeah 54 i mean how old was tarquini when he retired that was only like last 65 okay so he's, he's not quite as old as tarquini is he and tarquini was very good in touring cars as well, well he, he wasn't, um, he was uh, one of the best, but we'll leave it at that. Um, he won an award last year. He did. He won one of our awards. He did. The, the ones that you all, everyone wants. He's 60, is Tarquini, now. Well, so he is older then. Yeah, but the thing is, he's, he, he'd probably still win the BTCC if he chose to do it. Why didn't he win a race in his final season? He did. There you go, then. I mean, that says a lot about Tarquini as well, doesn't it? The fact that he was still winning at that point. Um, I mean, we don't know that Jason Plato is not going to win a race this year, but Certainly, I think it's it, maybe it, time it, to call it a day. If and... Jason Plato does what he does best, I'm sure he'll have a chance. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll leave it at that, shall <laughs> yes, we? <exactly. laughs> um, now, as for the rest of the championship, I think it's going to be very exciting. It's just, it's a bit of an understatement. I think it's going to be 
Yes, I think it should be. It will be close. Whether it's artificial, eh, we'll, we'll, we'll decide on that as season goes on. But I think eventually the uh, the really good guys will make quite a big fight out of it, which is good for the next for quote unquote the next generation of British touring car racing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the main thing, really, isn't it? Is that the what they want this year is a close fight with the new hybrid rules. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, purely because that means that it's worked, as as obvious as that sounds. Um, if they can do that, then it's been a success. And what they don't want as well, um, and what I don't think will happen based off of the way they've done it, I don't think they're going to have any problems with it being the main thing. Like, from what I've seen, it doesn't make overtaking easy, it just makes it more possible. Yes. It's not like DRS, which, is, which is, is a gimme, for example. Yeah, exactly. It's it's not so powerful that it's easy, but it means that, that you're able to overtake from slightly further back, for said, example. As we've said, it, it, so think about from Formula One at the moment. The re, the reason they can't get close to each other is because of the aero wash. If you, I mean, BTCC will have something similar, but it's obviously not the same. Um, and what a, bi- a a big hybrid system can do is is allow you to break through that that um barrier um yeah in in their instance it's probably more just due to the fact that you could because they're most of them front wheel drive cars they don't have that much more to allow through the tire grip um to get past and alongside they've got to actually have a bit of a boost in order to get alongside but that's it's the same principle um of, of basically allowing cars to race and have a chance Exactly. That this is what you want, really, in a in a hybrid system. You don't want it to be um, noticeable. Is that the right phrase? Would you Would you agree with that? You don't want them to think. Yeah, you don't want it to be too powerful. You want it to be noticeable enough that people go, "Okay, well, he's on the boost. Oh, he's now managed to overtake." Mm-hmm. Or you want them to be able to pull alongside with the boost. You don't want it to be easy. Well, because the same, then they'll just the same as IndyCar because F1's problem is that with a DRS, you can get past someone. The guy you're alongside hasn't got anything to fight back with, which is what when we had Kurz, that used to be able to be fought back against at the cost of the driver that's trying to overtake using their Kurz later in the lap. Um, that, yes. That's sort of dynamic, but that's an IndyCar for example. They use their push to pass system, which is very. It's not the same, but it's 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 got a similar principle of. A certain amount it's the same of time. Principle, it's, it's, yeah. yeah. It's um, the same principle, it's just done a different way. It's not a hybrid system there, as yeah. it's a boost or a yeah. fuel I mean, flow. I think IndyCar will be hybrid soon. But that's a Yeah, story. well no, it won't be long. Um I think they're gonna be pushing out a thousand horsepower soon, but that's that's a that's, that, that's gonna be amazing. Um but yeah. BTC it's the same principle where you have a certain amount of time allotted to use against or or well either against someone to overtake them or against someone trying to overtake you. It's the same idea and we've often you can use it to defend as well is that's the key thing you can use it to defend your position as well as attack we've often said that indycar is thrilling and there's no reason that with bdcc with what is a slower car therefore allowing um a smaller gap between cars to create close racing from the standoff it shouldn't be even better so this is good Yes, I mean, let's face it, even the last few years, it's not as if British Touring Cars has been a slipstream fest, is it? No. It's always close, it's always 
like sort of elbows out racing um, and proper lots of overtakes. The reverse grid helps with that as well. They've obviously kept that in these rules as well, which is going to help. Is it still a, um, a potluck random reverse grid where they pick a ball out of a bag? Oh, uh, yeah. So far as I'm aware, that is the way they do it, yeah. I don't, I don't like that, but that's that's a different story. <laughs> I know that they definitely do that in the minis. I don't know if they still do it in British Touring Car, but I'd imagine they do. Okay. It's um, all our language, isn't it? So. Yeah. I mean, one more thing to sort of close out this one on. Uh, they're also using E10 fuel, which is great. Now, let's, let's talk about this. One more thing. Um, we, don't, we don't like E10 fuel because it, it kills rubber and therefore makes cars blow up. Uh, but luckily, mm -hmm. I, I, I use Shell V power, so I use E5. But that's great. That's all good. Um, <laughs> Sam, who is going to win Brands Hatch? Ooh, who's going to win at Brands Hatch? Uh... Ash Sutton. Not at all biased there, mate. No, not at all. And it's definitely not a safe bet either, let's face it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. He's third in the championship, so he's going to get quite a big... Um, um, he will have a bit of a detriment, won't he, to be yeah. fair. Um, I reckon, yeah, Tingram looks pretty good, but he's not had a race win yet, I don't think, did, did he? Did you say Tingram? Yeah, Tingram. <laughs> Tom, Tom Ingram. Yeah, no, I, I get it. It's just... It's just... Yeah, I've never heard him be called Tingram before. Everyone calls him Tingram. That's like it's on his crash helmet. Is it really? Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Um, that's like, I was watching the um, World Endurance Championship and they called um, uh, Harry Tinknell Tinkerbell. And I thought that was really funny. <laughs> um, yeah. So, okay, I think that uh, Dan Lloyd. Yeah, that's Ooh, that's a what a shout that is. Where's yeah. he? What, what team's he's he with? Uh, it's in the Hyundai. Yep. Car I, number I, one, I two, three. I know he's a decent driver, and there you go. That's Could be a good shout. He's won a grand, he's won a grand total back. of one race before. In I say, he's actually, he's not in the uh, Jack Sears trophy, so he must have won a race. Yes, he won at Croft in 2018, so therefore, good There form. you go. <laughs> uh, and lastly, who's going to win the championship? Oh, team or driver? Both. Ooh, uh, I think maybe Toyota might win the team's championship. Um, independence, or should we just ignore that for the moment? That's nah, going to complicate things, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I want to say Ash. Just because okay. it's Ash. I um, think that Hyundai, from what I saw from VTCC, looked very, very strong. Yeah. So I'm going to say them for the manufacturers. And I'm going to say... I'm going to say Gordon Shedden. Oh, you reckon? Yeah. Because as much as I don't... I remember not rooting for Gordon Shedden back in the day because he was Matt Neal's teammate and I wanted him to win. Uh, <laughs> Shedden is uh, a class act. He's a what? Three he's one of the old three, boys as well, isn't he? He's three, been three-time champion. How many races has he won? Yeah, he's only won uh, lots. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He hasn't hasn't got it on Wikipedia, but I'm sure it's many. There's lots of yellow on his thing, so I'm going to say it's lots. Um, the uh... Yeah, there's quite a few three-time champions now, isn't there, actually? Because yeah. Ash, Ash is three times. Turkington's three times. Um, 
pretty sure he is anyway. Yeah. Uh, four times, actually, sorry for Turkington. He's a four times championship. It's definitely a wide field. Overall, yes. I'm, I'm trying desperately to find a uh, <laughs> list to set. Right, okay, here we go. So, GTCC, Jason Plato, 97 wins. Matt Neal, 63 wins. Andy Rouse, 60. Colin Turkington, 60. Gordon Shedden, 51. So, he's only fifth, the fifth best ever. So, you know. Only the fifth best ever, yeah. Fabrizio Giovinardi, the absolute tank that he was back in the day, is only on 24 wins in uh, 13th, <laughs> 13th place. Hmm. There you go. There's, there's been, there's been 1,247 races in the BTC. That is quite a lot. Well, I didn't realise, but the British Touring Car Championship's like 60 odd years old. Yeah. It's well old. Really old. It's older than me. Yeah, 65 years old this year, British Touring Cars. Happy retirement. Oh, actually, no, because yeah. in this country it's 67 now, isn't it? Yeah, and let's face it, we don't want the British Touring Car Championship to retire. We want no, to keep going into no, this old age. No, we don't. Right, that's going to do it for this uh, episode of Sam Green Mess Engineering. Thank you, everyone, for listening yep. to our little our little rambling about uh, British Touring Cars. For you Americans listening, um, if you imagine a load of little hatchbacks having a little fight in the car park, that's basically what it is. Um, Pretty much. Just, you know, but with, on... with really loud exhausts. Yeah. And, uh, um, and, and I will Duracell batteries. <laughs> and I will report back after Brands Hatch, Excellent. and uh, let you know what I think about these cars in the flesh. Um, I was about to say they're metal. In the metal. Yeah, they are metal. They're not carbon fiber. Yeah, yet. you know what I mean. But uh, but yes, it's going to be good. And if you if you're there on the Saturday, let me know, and uh, I will try and find you and sign your hat or something. <laughs> Mate, if you get someone to come up and sign your hat. I will be very impressed. Uh, so will I. I will bring the Stelvio stickers with me, though. Brilliant. Do it. <laughs> um, yeah. Do it. So go find Sam. You can't miss him. If you do. No, you I'll have my Sam Green Race Engineering hat on. Yes. And your BTCC hat. You're wearing two hats. Yeah. You look very odd. Yeah. Well, I well, I am taking two hats. There's a very good reason for that, because I'm obviously supporting Ash mm -hmm. and Napa Racing, but I'm going with Team Hard. Ah. So you got to represent... So, yeah, I feel like I can't wear a Napa Racing UK hat in their hospitality. No, that would be quite quite, uh, quite bad. That'd be like It'd be a faux pas, wouldn't it? So That'd be like me going up to McLaren in my Ferrari shirt. Yes, it, would be, it wouldn't be the done thing. No, you might, uh, you so, might get thrown out. So don't yes, do so I will keep the Napa Racing hat for when I'm not in the Team Hearts pit. There we go. Uh, <laughs> so, yes. But, yeah. So here's the BTCC, another good year ahead, hopefully. Uh, Fingers thank, crossed. Thank you for listening to Stelvio Automotive. Uh, we'll be back next time with something good. Uh, follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the podcast sites. Reddit. Uh, Reddit, yep. Yes, Reddit. Um, and, of course, at stelvioautomotive.com. Thank you, Sam, for joining me. Anytime, mate. Anytime. And, well, apart from when you're working. Well, obviously, yeah. And we'll see you soon. Take care and goodbye. Goodbye.